0: Welcome to WHCC Pro, presented by White House Custom Color, your photography and press printing partner. All right. Well, welcome, everybody. Um, I am honored to be sitting across the table from Christy Abbott today. So thank you so much for being with us. Yeah, you're welcome, Matt. Over the years, you and I have had the chance to work together on a lot of projects. Yes. A lot lot of fun stuff, and it's been um, really cool to get to know you as a friend. Yeah. and an artist, and to be able to attend one of your openings yes. just, just prior to COVID uh-huh. happening. Yeah. And uh, we have um, a couple of your pieces in our home, and actually one in our camper.
1: Ah, nice. <laughs> I like it.
0: So um, we're very thrilled to have you here today. You're just a, a, a ball of energy and creativity, and it's, it's good for the soul to be in your presence.
1: Oh, thank
0: you so much. So for people who are listening today that haven't heard of you before, haven't followed you, can you give us uh a just a quick little insight into who you are and what you do.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm an, uh, an Australian-American. So I was I was born in Australia to an American father, an Australian mom. Um, but I spent most of my life growing up in Australia, but definitely came to Minnesota where my family was from, um, fell in love with it, and eventually moved here 10 years ago. And when I moved here, it was definitely under the desire to leave the corporate life which I'd been working in um, up until then, and pursued the dream of becoming a full time working artist. Mm-hmm. So that was quite an adventure. I had no yes. idea what I was doing, <laughs> um, but I, you know, I realized that first step was to to develop a technique that um, really spoke of me as an artist and was a differentiator in the market. Um, luckily, I found that pretty early on. I'm a mixed media paper collage artist. So primarily working in paper and I build very elaborate, um, portraits, skyscapes, um, and, and a lot of commission works hiding uh, in a lot of them imagery that is very evocative of a theme or a person or a place. So yeah, I um I've been doing it now full time pretty much that for eight years, wow. and um and now have a beautiful home studio in Northeast Minneapolis, and awesome. I'm also a member of the Goza Gallery at the Northrop King Building.
0: Awesome! And for those of you that aren't from the Midwest or aren't familiar with Northeast, it is a wonderful area of town, um, also known as the Arts District. Yes. The Northrop King Building is
1: very cool. Well, it's four floors of studios. I think they're. Are you know over almost at least thirty studios per floor. Yeah, so it's it's, it's massive. It is. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, you need a map. Oh, you do. <laughs> it's like a rabbit <laughs> warren. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> and just bustling with artists and of all types: ceramists, yeah. photographers, um, um, textile artists. So very, very cool place to visit. Yeah,
0: definitely. So before we started recording today, Christy, you and I were having a good conversation like we normally do um, that could go on for days. Um, But I have some notes here that I wrote down, you know, and the things that you say and the way that you execute not only your art, but you execute your business Mm -hmm. is very um, vital to everybody who wants to be in art and wants to also have a business. Not not a hobby. Yeah. But they want it, you know, everybody wants to eat. Yes. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, have, like... and have mimosas. <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> so before we really get into, you know, the the deeper part of this conversation, if you were gonna like look at a macro perspective of your business, because yeah. you're you're a businesswoman. Yes. Yeah. What percentage of you is business, Christy? And what percentage is artist, Christy? Or, oh. or can, can you not separate the two?
1: You know, I, I don't know if I can separate the two. I uh, You know, I often have said to people, I am a businesswoman first and an artist second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a really interesting conversation yesterday about um, the difference between skill and talent. And, you know, you can develop skills. You know, Um, skills, you can go to school, you know, college to learn. Like my husband, he's an electrician. uh He's like, this isn't a talent I have. You know, I learned how to do this and and now I can go and sit at a friend's place and install a ceiling fan, if you know, if so be. He said, Christy, where what you've got as an artist. That's that's a talent. You know, that was something you were born with but obviously – through practice, you can hone the, that talent and those skills. Okay. And I think what was very interesting in my journey is that the talent of being an artist was always there. I mean, I, I was drawing from about two, if not sooner, and um, my grandmother was an artist, my aunt does art. Um, it's been in the family. But what was interesting about my journey is that I I didn't want to be a starving artist. I really wanted, um, I I had two entrepreneurial parents that really had grown a wonderful business and Mm -hmm. and established a really great life for themselves. You know, we traveled, we ate out, we had, you know, we just, money wasn't something we worried about. And so I really wanted that life for myself too. Right. So that had me pursue a different career, which was actually in business. So I actually worked for the family business. I, um, went and did an MBA. I, um, Actually, it was was, num- you know, voted top 20 female entrepreneurs at the age of 30 in Australia. Oh, wow. um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm I, learning was, things today. <laughs> I know. So it was just like, you know, but, but um, you know, and, and in running, you know, working in this family business and even working in an organization that taught best business practice, I learned so much, you know, about operational excellence and um, product development, branding, marketing, Uh, cash flow all of these things that they never teach you in art school.
0: Right. You know, like
1: yeah. never. Um
0: that would that would have an attendance of exactly zero. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Artists would be like, What the hell?
1: I don't want to learn about cash flow. I wanna learn about, you know, paint jobs and color theory and like you know, so this was a very different education. And so um and that was a skill, you know, that I learned this skill by being in it, by practicing it, by um, you know, and understanding it. And but then what I realised is that the artist in me was dying. Like she was miserable. And so I, I gave up the corporate world, moved to Minnesota mm-hmm. and then and then really set out to pursue my dream. But it was, every decision I made, Matt, was definitely influenced by how can I make money and how can I turn this thing that I love and want to do into a business that is going to afford me a really wonderful life. Right. So um, we were t- even talking earlier about um, this challenge. and Oh, and, you know, my husband and I having this conversation of what would I do if I won the lottery and had all this money? <laughs> you know, would I still work? And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I don't think I could stop making art now. Right. But I would just maybe do it differently. And the, the business Christy I think would step away a little bit um, mm-hmm. because the business Christy is the one that's like um, – Analyzing the market: What are people talking about? What are they interested in buying? What size of artworks are selling right now? So, how do I fit my booth at an art fair to accommodate that and make sure that I've got product ready for people to buy? That is right. the business, Christy. Where I mean, the artist, Christy, would be like, oh, what? Do, <laughs> what is my heart telling me this morning? Right, and, you know, right. what do I? What? What am I just passionate about?" you know, letting out on a piece of canvas or a panel, you know, mm-hmm. so that they are two different people and, put, you know, and sides of me that often work together. Um, but I think it's, I think the business side actually does dominate more, mm-hmm. I, I would say. I could see that.
0: Um, but what's interesting, I, I'm making notes yeah. while you're talking, because I don't <laughs> want I don't want to forget these things. Being a, a what I would consider an artist myself, growing mm-hmm. up with an artist mother, interior yep. designer, um, she taught art. I, I grew up speaking that language. Yeah. Um, from a a motivation standpoint, yes. After talking with photographers, you know, all across the country and the world, and and having you know countless conversations, when success comes. Mm. Sometimes motivation goes.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Would you you would agree with that?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. Well, sometimes um, when success comes too, there's added pressure to maintain that, mm-hmm. and that can dampen motivation because you get scared. Yeah, you know, there's this fear of then how do I maintain success? Right, and that can cause you to procrastinate.
0: So. If I could just rewind that and turn it into a question and send it right back your way, <laughs> yes. you, I can tell by your eyes you know what's coming. Yeah. How do you do that? Because um, you are—I mean, you are very well known mm. in this area. I mean, we—we we have staff here at White House. They're like, "Oh my gosh, that was Christy Abbott." You know? <laughs> they just—they just worship, you know, what you do. And and how do you, how do you not let that 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 success and, and that expectation hold you back?
1: Uh, you know, and I was telling you this fantastic quote. Um, that is driven, you know, and it also motivates me on days where I'm not feeling as energetic. Um, and, I, and I'm going to get this quote wrong, I'm sure. Um, and I think I read it in actually an art business doc, um, journal or something. And it said, you know, um, amateurs wait for inspiration where professionals just do. Mm-hmm. And then the article actually went on to say, you know, there are days that you're not going to feel as motivated. There are days where the creativity is slumped. But spend that day organising your studio, you know, do administration, um, email clients, you know, everything you do in an art business does not have to be creative. Um, You know, one of the biggest things for me is actually organising my inventory, you know, and going through and at the beginning of the season, just checking in, where am I at with everything? And spending a day doing that rather than maybe making art sometimes is fantastic. Right. But um, certainly when it comes to making art, especially as I embark, you know, have embarked on this 28 day challenge, I have to turn out a piece of art every day. Right. And no one's holding a gun to my head <laughs> and saying, oh, you've got to do this. You know, um, it is absolutely self driven. Um, and, and one of my artist friends actually questioned me about the mentality of this. She's like, what kind of, why do you do this to yourself? Like, I don't understand. Like, she's like, I don't think I've ever done anything for a month. <laughs> you know. And I'm like, I know I like, I, and I, and after I did a 91 day challenge a few years back during COVID lockdown. And hands down, I said, I am never doing this again. (laughs) Uh, Never, ever, ever. And this was different for me this time because it was 28 days. Um, I, of course, picked the shortest month of the year. (laughs) (laughs) And it was February. So I'm like, hey, not much is happening in February. Minnesotan weather is typically pretty terrible. It is. Um, (laughs) Case in point today as we're getting freezing rains. Um, You know, so, but but for me, I I know I work better under pressure. I work really great with a the deadline. Um, there's another great book out there called Originals, and it's about um, people that lead great leaders and thought leaders and um, entrepreneurs. And there's this whole chapter about procrastination, actually, that is fantastic and really spoke to me. But it actually talks about how a lot of times leaders aren't procrastinating. They're actually they never stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. that there's always um even like i mean i sleep i i shower i cook i'm never stop thinking about my artworks and especially during this 28 day challenge it's like it's always there and then when i sit down all of that procrastination thought comes out
0: huh.
1: and and even the the whole th- series was triggered by being gifted these beautiful discontinued wallpaper books and their sample books, and my mum picked them up from Abbott Carpet and Floors. Um, they were gonna. They, this woman had held on to them, and she's like, "They're just so beautiful. I can't think of throwing <laughs> them out, but I don't know what to do, you know." And my mum said, "Well, my daughter's this a collage artist. I'm sure she would love them." And I'm like, <laughs> "So I go over to mum's, and she heaps these huge booklets of sample wallpapers on me." She's like, Christy, they're so beautiful. And immediately we, I opened them up and I was just like, <gasps> wow. But this was like back in September last year, I want to say. And I was just like, I have no idea how I'm going to use these, but these are going to be an artwork. <laughs> and from that day, Matt, I've never stopped thinking about it. And and I took the you know these booklets home and I put them in the basement. And then I think it was just after... Um, maybe around Christmas, I went down to the basement, I was putting something away and I saw these booklets and I'm like, this is what I'm doing. This huh. is, you know, so that thought had now given birth to this idea that it had now become this crazy challenge. Wow. <laughs>
0: That's so cool. And what a neat thing to have, you know, somebody valued that and knew that they were too precious to just discard. Yeah you know, which unfortunately I think in our society happens a lot, you know, it just, everything's replaceable. Oh, absolutely. And now to know that those are becoming one-of-a-kind, beautiful piece of art that...
1: Can pe- never be made again. Right, yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that you called it discontinued. That's it, That has a lot of power to it. You know? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. even,
1: I mean, even the branding for the series um it's like the discontinued stamp that you see applied to you know mm-hmm. items that are no longer you know in in life cycle anymore right you know, and and that was really important to me um to to really highlight the fact that these are one of a kind you know these papers you know even my mum, you know she fell in love with this one piece that i'd made in the series and she's like, well, Chrissy, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to stop someone else from buying this because. So you can know, you make another one? <laughs> yeah. She's like, but so I'll let this go out in the general public and maybe you can just make me another one, you know, after you're done. And I'm like, Mom, I can't make this again. Remember? The show's called Discontinued. <laughs> and she's like, oh. So she went and bought it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, because I can't. I yeah. mean, once these papers are used, that's it, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's something beautiful about that too.
0: Absolutely, mm. absolutely. So before we started recording, we were talking about um, an experience that I had. Yeah. Um, several years ago at um, a conference called Promoting Passion. Yeah. That a photographer by the name of Brooke Shaden put on, and she had a guest um, by the name of Joel McCarroll. and mm-hmm. he was he is a poet. Okay. And a very powerful um, voice and, and message, and I can remember listening to. Um, one of his pieces um, during the conference and then one of the students asked him how do you how do you write that type of piece and he said well the worst thing you can possibly do is sit down with a pen and a piece of paper and try to write that piece yeah it just won't come out you know and anything that you do write is not going to be correct because you're just you're you're thinking about it too much now, this challenge that you have
1: <laughs>
0: put upon yourself, yeah. um, you don't get that luxury of, um, you know, taking a week or a month or a year to figure out what your next um, piece is going to be. You're, you know, you're six, eight hours, 28 days in a row putting yep. out. Um, and, and for those of you that don't follow Christy on Instagram, do that yeah. because you will have a
1: much deeper appreciation for what we're talking about here <laughs> once you look at the pieces. Um, and again, that, yeah, that's Christy, K R I S T I, artist one. Perfect. Yeah. So if people want to do that and jump on and have a look, awesome. they'll see all the pieces. I've got two days left.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, how do you, in, you know, uh, in your artist mind and in your creativity, now, you kind of started talking about this, like you're always thinking. You know, your your brain never turns off yeah. when it comes to your art. But how do you sit down with a, a literally a blank canvas, and six hours, eight hours later, have these beautiful pieces? And and again, I want to f- make sure that we don't miss this. Yeah. Like you're you're concepting, you're picking out the papers, you're picking out the the styles, the everything within this period of time. Like it it's almost unbelievable. If I yeah. do, if I didn't know you, <laughs> I might be I might call a little bit of BS here, uh, you know.
1: I, you know, Matt, even people that do know me. I mean, one of my girlfriends who who, you know, is now down in Texas. I mean, she's like, Christy, I got to know. She's like, "Do you cheat a little bit? Like, have you have you made some of these already and you just and I'm like, "No. I mean, I'm making these start every day, you know. Wow. Um so, I I don't know. You know, we were talking about. I don't know how much of this we already covered now, or how much we we did before we started recording. So if I miss anything that we said before that you want me to talk about again, please let me know. Um, I I, I mean, I I guess even this morning. So I woke up and and I'm exhausted already. Like I'm tired. I finished the piece last night at about eleven o'clock, and that was after working on it pretty much all day. So, yesterday's piece took me about eight hours. And then, so, finished at 11, I then watch watch The Last of Us and eat goises with my husband, you know, and and (laughs) sip and have a glass of wine and just, and then go to bed. And then this morning I wake up and I knew I had to come in here. And then I'm like, oh my God, I got to make a piece today. And the first thing I thought of is okay, what size panels do I have left? So, um, I knew I had an 18 by 24. I'm like, that's a pretty big piece. I'm like, shit. <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so i got to make something. And then it's just like what What can I make that I haven't maybe covered before um, that I'm going to love that is going to really – and I think um, this is what – I definitely covered this when we were talking before. Like for me the idea of this challenge too was to make art that I haven't made before. And I really wanted to push my technique. I wanted to push my subject matter. I wanted, and I also wanted to make fun stuff. Like, I, because if it's not fun, I'm not gonna wanna do it. Like, it's just not gonna, I mean, it's gonna be hard. And, And I'm, and those, and I know I'm gonna at least invest six hours in this. And that, Yeah, that's a that's a decent amount of time, and this has overtaken my life. My house, my dogs are over it. I mean, my my dog like wanted to jump on the table the other day and just be like, "Mom, Mom, enough, enough." Um, You know, so it has. I mean, my social life, I've missed out on stuff because I'm like, "Sorry, guys, I got to make art today." So it has to be something I love, and so then it's just like, okay, what can I make that's gonna excite me, and then how can I do this in a day? So actually today I'm making a mermaid. So the reason, I mean, I'm in the shower, I get out of the shower and there's this beautiful piece of artwork that I have that I actually bought from my girlfriend, Shelley Hamser, And it's it's a mermaid swimming in a acrylic pour tunnel. And it's mm. just, it's gorgeous. And I'm like, I've got an 18 by 24 panel I love mermaids my my I've got one more woman to create so the, the the way that I broke up the 28 days and again this is really important to maintain motivation is like you have to know what you're going to make in a rough way like the overarching theme of the show was discontinued because every single piece has been made from these discontinued wallpapers so there's no cheating occasionally I've used like inks or um some acrylic paints but I mean it's you know, I've gone through more blades than I've ever <laughs> gone through because these wallpapers are not thin, you know. Right. Um, so they're, they're difficult to work with, but they're beautiful. And so – but that wasn't enough to – like discontinued, short, sure, discontinued wallpapers, but what uh, – you know, I, the other one that I did was animals. So I did 91 animal portraits – and even then I'm like, how do I pick those? So I decided to do animals from each continent of the world. So with this, um, I'm like, okay, what, what's something that I'm going to love doing that I think people still that marketing brain coming in. Mm-hmm. What will people enjoy putting on their walls? What will they enjoy seeing every day? And also we're in the middle of snow drifts and winter. <laughs> yeah. Like what's colorful and right. fun? So I decided to do, um, it was Blooms, Birds and Beauties. And so I did nine um, flowers, flower theme. Then I did nine birds. Then I did nine beauties. And then my final piece tomorrow is going to be a piece that is culminating all three. Oh. And it's going to be a 36 by 36 piece <laughs> that. <laughs> that I'm going to try to make in a day. Um, and it's going to be, yeah, women, birds, and flowers all in one. Wow. So, and that, you know, and that's kind of. And that's given me direction for the, you know, for the series too. And it's really nice because after nine days I'm done with birds. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm ready to turn this leaf over and move on. So that's been really important too. Um, you know, and I've done women, like I've done our fun, like action pinups within the beauty series. I did like an Urte-inspired one yesterday, a Mucha one the other day. Today is going to be a mermaid. So, you know, it's kind of like whatever whatever goes um but it's it's finding that fun finding that passion um and then and then locking it in and committing yeah. and then making it happen wow yeah
0: i'm just so impressed with how you are are planning this i mean i'm sitting here going oh my god i, I wouldn't even know where to start <laughs> you know like you lost me about 8 minutes ago like, <laughs> but so i i recently um, just got back from palm springs okay and, um had the opportunity to walk through um, a art collector's home. Yeah, and he's wanting to start a gallery, and we had got into the conversation, and you came up and and looking at the art that he had displayed in his home, there is definitely, definitely, definitely a wide range of emotion and feeling that goes into art.
1: Yes, yeah, very much. And
0: would I be correct in the assumption that you, a, a large piece of your creative freedom, Comes from the business side, and and your plan and your um, what did you call yourself business Christie? Yes, yes, yeah. Business Christie, kind of not taking over, but knowing that she's got Artist Christie's back.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. And
0: a lot of your freedom comes from knowing your business.
1: Yes, I, I would say so <laughs> for sure.
0: So if you flip to the opposite side of the the spectrum on that, I. Would also assume within the um, art world, there's a lot of freedom or a lot of creativity that comes from uh, the unexpected, yeah, or that comes from a darker place or a sadder place, yeah. And you can tell those when you look at you know different styles of art, yeah. How how can you, as somebody who is immersed in the art world, that is very 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 familiar with a lot of different styles of art, much more so than I am. How can you, as an artist, relate to both sides of that, the, the business and, mm. the, and the creative side? Like, how, how can you keep that, that even
1: keel? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, uh, there are many thoughts actually going through my head listening to that. Um, and I think, I think one of the things that's interesting, too, is, like, art definitely comes from an emotional place. And luckily, I'm really happy. Like mm-hmm. I'm a happy person. Yes, I've had, a, I've had a, you know, I've had a really um, lucky life. Another quote that I love is actually, "The harder you work, the luckier you become." Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I definitely think that's true. I was raised by uh, two people that had an incredible work ethic, um, and that definitely struck true with me. Um, I remember one of, one of my very good friends in Australia. Um, saying to me once, I just, I'd really started establishing myself here in Minnesota. I'd won a few awards. I'd um, done some outdoor art fairs and and been, you know, started seeing success. And I was like, wow, this is great. And my, I went back to Australia and, and went back for a visit. And my friend, you know, we got a little drunk one night. she said, <laughs> Chrissy, I'm really glad you're not one of those really depressing artists. <laughs> She's like, I actually really. I like looking at your work. It makes me feel good. And I'm like, all right, that's great. That's awesome. You know, because, awesome. you know, I think, um, and I think and I also w- I listened to a podcast the other day that was very interesting about is selling art selling out? And I think that there's this, um, there's this kind of theory or this mindset in the art scene, um, especially in like art school that you know, art is something that comes from us and it and it can't be valued. You can't put a price on it. It's like this intrinsic value that's, you know, beyond um, money and that, in fact, to sell your art is kind of selling out. And I, I think, you know, and, and I'm certainly not saying that anyone that makes more emotional dark art is not interested in selling, you know, I think... But I think that there is, you know, when you're making... it. I think if I was just to make art that what didn't have a, not, and I want to say commercial, but it, commercials maybe the wrong thing. If I like, if I just, I don't think it would be good. Like, I, maybe it would be happy, maybe, yeah. But I also think it's this desire of mine to have my art translate into a sellable product mm-hmm. that, or that something that someone wants to buy. I think because. Yeah, this can be an expression of how I'm feeling, but I think what's important is a big part of me is wanting to connect with other people. Right. And I want to actually connect through my work. And I want to connect through human emotion, through memory, through pop culture, through familiar imagery. And so the language, I want to be a storyteller that creates a a piece of art that tells a story of something relevant to not just me but to other people. And I think... That's what drives my work, and I think um, the the artists that I see that are successful too are able to do that as well. You know, they're able to make art that carries this big part of them in the piece and their emotional um, language, but it also connects to a much broader audience and tells a story. Right. Like um there's this amazing quilt artist. Um well she uses fabric. Her name is Bisa Butler. Okay. And um she her work is just out of this world amazing. And, and not dissimilar to how I make my work. It's actually but instead of using paper she uses fabric. But all of her imagery is based on Old black and white photography of African Americans, oh. and you know, like you are moved by this artwork. And she has gone on to become incredibly successful. Has work in the MoMA, and you know, um, goes on show and has uh, you know um, publications about her. And I think that's why though, Matt, because she's making something that is is she's passionate about and has this feeling for, but it also resonates with right. people. Definitely. And I think that that's what's important is like, yeah, you can feel, and, and I think as an artist you need to feel, but you also need to understand um, that oh, you, it's this desire to connect right. that makes us a part <clears throat> of the world and and makes it, I think, I don't know a success yeah
0: yeah yeah and you know what you're talking about you know being a storyteller and you know creating a, a product that you can sell mm. you know from the photography side of things yeah. you know which is uh, the vast majority of who we work with here at White House you know that's that's something we hear all the time you know it's tell the story yeah you know, it the 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 session and the story of that individual and how how and why they came to become in front of your lens yeah. is very important. Yeah, and who they are. Yes. For Ab- sure. Absolutely. So in closing, I just want to go back to one thing that you said before we jumped on yeah. here today um, that you didn't say so okay. far. Okay. And it. I can relate back to this in a very personal way. You said, as we're talking about, you know, basically kind of putting you this, this constraint on you for 21 yeah. days, you said what's the worst that can happen
1: ah yes
0: you know and, and if we all really look at that from you know basically all aspects of our life you know if something doesn't work what's the worst that can happen yeah. you know my my dad used to say what's it, what are they going to do take away your birthday yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and he said that to me a million and a half times, yeah. you know, and it's it's kinda of basically like the same thing. Yeah. Like, what's the worst that can happen? You know? Oh, yeah. Take a try. Take a step yeah. forward. Oh, and that and that
1: definitely I mean, that was very um apparent on Saturday. So I was telling you, I'd gone out and I had brunch and I I haven't really been drinking much lately, but I did have a few mimosas and (laughs) then I came home and and I hadn't had any idea what my piece was going to be for the day and it was already like 5.30 and I'm like, oh shit, you know, I've got to create this piece today and I, I started freaking out and really having a hard time and then my husband's just like, honey, what's the worst that can happen? Right. You know, just start, just like make a piece. And I'm like, well, I have this idea about this piece, but I just don't know if it's going to be any good. But it's kind of like I'm, I'm really feeling that this is what I should make today. But uh And then he said, well, what, it, what does success look like for this piece? Like, wh- is it that you post it and it sells straight away, or is it that you do something you've never done before, and you push the envelope and you turn out a piece that could be crap, but it's successful <laughs> in this, in the fact that you've done it. Yeah. You know, and you've you've delivered a piece for your challenge today and overcome, you know, how you're feeling right now. Yeah. And I think that that, you know, what is the worst that can happen, Matt? I mean, even undertaking this challenge, like I don't sell anything and I end up with 28 pieces of art that, you know, I can give to my family (laughs) for Christmas.
0: (laughs) Can I be on your Christmas list?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I think it was, it is, it's also... Not putting too much pressure on yourself. Like I've put enough pressure on myself to turn out pieces and I will do it. Like, you know, and I have done it and there have been temptations to take a day off, but I know that that's just going to make tomorrow even harder. Right. So, (laughs) um, with that, with that obligation already to just do it, you know, and to just get started and then to find the fun, to find the playfulness and surprise yourself. Right.
0: Yes. So. This has been awesome. Yeah. I, just, I love sitting and chatting with you. I could do it a lot. Um, for people listening along that want to find you, you mentioned the Instagram handle earlier, but can you tell us that again, your website, all yeah. This
1: stuff? Yeah. So um, on Instagram they can find me, Christy, K-R-I-S-T-I, Artist 1. Um, my website is Christy Abbott, so K-R-I-S-T-I, and then Abbott, A-B-B-O-T-T, and then um, Facebook, I'm Christy Abbott Art. Is my page, and that you know, and I, I've been sharing process shots. Um, the exhibition that people can come and see, all 28 days of artwork, is going to happen next Friday, March 10th, at the Goza Gallery. So it's free and open to the public, and it's six oh no five thirty till nine. Um, I may be exhausted, <laughs> and, um, but it'll be fun, and I'm going to give a little talk about some of the pieces and some of the inspiration. So oh. that'll be good. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, that sounds amazing. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, it's it been a pleasure. It means so much. And uh, we wish you nothing but the best in your gallery opening.
1: Cheers. That's
0: going to be amazing. And uh, look forward to... The next challenge, Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: as Christy beats her head against the yeah, table. Yeah, <laughs> really. Never
1: again. Never again.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, and everybody out there listening along, thank you for joining us today. We hope you've enjoyed um, our discussion with Christy Abbott. And definitely check her out on Instagram and online. You definitely will not regret the time spent there. So thank you again. Oh, Thank you, Matt. You bet.
1: Bye.